from Daniel Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice actor Peter New. And your announcer, me, Belle Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is Cincinnati's next big radio personality, Mr. Dennis Daniel. Children of all ages, it's me, it's me, it's the good old Double D, and you are tuned into Blog Talk Radio's hottest talk show, The Dennis Daniel Show. I am your host. I'm like the uh, Big Macintosh on Blog Talk Radio, so the buck stops here. Dennis Daniel. <laughs> this installment of The Dennis Daniel Show is brought to you by Cutie Mark Con. Cincinnati, Ohio's first ever My Little Pony convention, May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza, Cincinnati North, just outside of Coco Keys. For more information about Cutie Mark Con, visit www.cutiemarkcon.com. And why am I plugging a My Little Pony convention? Well, because they've got an incredible guest cast coming to the convention, and of course it's in Cincinnati where we're stationed. And of course, uh, confirmed guests include... Andrea Libman, Brenda Critchlow, Brian Drummond, Bryna Drummond, Kelly Metzger, Kimlin Tron, Matt Hill, Marika Hendricks, Richard Ian Cox, Rena Chan, Sam Vincent, Vincent Tong, and uh, a little, uh, wait, wait, what, what the, under the media guest, uh, there's some guy by the name of Dennis Daniel? What the hell is that? That's right, it's official, wake the kids, phone the neighbors, I, Dennis Daniel, am making my first ever convention guest appearance at Cutie Mark Con, and I am super excited. We've also got joining us at Cutie Mark Con, and also tonight on the Dennis Daniel Show, voice actor Peter New. That's right, it's a brand new episode, and by that, there are two ways you can take that. By brand new, you mean you've got the, you know, never before heard episode, and then you've got new because his last name is new. Now, for those of you who don't know who Peter New is, uh, he's best known by the pony community as the um, big, strapping, yet quietly spoken, Big Macintosh from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. So is he Big Macintosh? Uh, yep. He's a strong, wise pony, but doesn't talk very much. But I be- I, again, I believe it was uh, Theodore Roosevelt who once said, speak softly and carry a big stick. So, um, Big Macintosh, you know, speaks softly and carries a big, hey, yup. Anyway, uh, Peter New is also known as Sunil Nevla, the magical mongoose from the newest show on the hub, The Littlest Pet Shop. And uh, he's uh, quoted as a uh, unbelievable coward. Oh, it's like I have a twin. Well, anyway, uh, I figure it'd be cool if we took a look at uh, what made Peter New so incredible. So here is a small, well, relatively small demo reel of some of his best-known characters. Hold on! 
We're supposed to walk into the largest ever pet shop, get past a spiderweb of lasers, disable a very expensive robot security guard and two mean girls, enter a day camp area made of half-inch plexiglass, and walk out with Zoe's sister? Piece of cake. Actually, I prefer pie. What do we do? What do we do? They've all been captured! There's no way of doing this! I am an unbelievable coward! Okay, I'll do it. For your friends, Samir. For your friends. I got my work cut out for me. That there is the biggest bumper crop of apples I ever laid eyes on. E yep. Too big for you to handle on your own. I'll take a bite out of this job by day's end. Biting off more than you can chew is just what I'm afraid of. Are you saying my mouth is making promises my legs can't keep? Yep. But still only one pony. And one pony plus hundreds of apple trees just doesn't add up to... Don't you use your fancy mathematics to mutter the issue. How'd you like them apples? Oh, how do you like them apples? You're not even going to talk to us? Nope. You should be ashamed of yourself, humiliating your sister and me like that. We don't want to talk to any of y'all right now, so take your little gossip column and your embarrassing photographs and just go away! Wow, you know that Big Macintosh is mad when he actually talks to you. That's like, it's like mind-shattering. Because uh, we all know he's only known for uh, a couple of words. But you know, I, I think it was said that the um, those who speak loudest speak fewest. I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, confusing myself there. But um, anyway, let's get right into this. I'm excited. It's going to be an apple bucking of a good show. My guest tonight is a very popular voice actor, best known as Big Macintosh from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and Sunil Nevla, the magical mongoose from The Littlest Pet Shop, which you can catch both weekends on The Hub. And he's coming to Cincinnati, Ohio for Cutie Mark Con, Cincinnati's first ever My Little Pony convention, May 31st through June 2nd. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, give it up for the one, the only, Mr. Peter New. Thank you very much. It's very nice to be here. Hey, it's truly a huge honor, you know. Unfortunately, the buck stops here for Apple, so we gotta we gotta bring possibly one of the of the most prolific members of the Apple family on the program. Well, yes. So, yep. For those of you playing the home version of the Dennis Daniels Show, it's now time for the Dennis Daniels Show drinking game. That's where you take a shot of apple cider for every yep either me or Peter New partakes in. Okay. So we're already at one. And, well, actually, one. We're at three. So for those playing the home game, we're at three yeps. So that's three shots. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm, oh, boy. it's truly cool to have you on. You know, I, I can relate to Big Macintosh just because, you know, he's just, what's it? Yes, yes, yes. We're all happy that he's on. Calm down. Calm down. We're all happy. Well, I thought I thought that was because you could relate to him. I'm glad that there's a, a, a huge following of people that are pleased that Big Macintosh is relatable. Yeah, um, <laughs> but wait, we'll talk about uh, Big Macintosh later on in the program. So what right. got you interested in acting? Uh, I I think I was always kind of interested in it. Ever since I was a really little kid, I um, I used to put, put shows on uh, starring characters I'd invented. Uh, and I had a, when I was quite little, I had an entire menagerie 
of uh, of animals uh, led. It was like basically like a a traveling circus uh, hosted by a character uh, inventively named Ruff Ruff the Talking Dog. Um, and then there was just a series of other cats, I guess, uh, that, uh, that Ruff Ruff interacted with. And I put these shows on for my family, and uh, and that actually went on for uh, a number of years. Um, or at least it feels like a number of years in hindsight. It was probably only two, really. But um, but I've always had that just built right into me, that sort of idea that uh, that one performs. That's, you know, just it's always been a great joy for me. And so uh, when I realized that I guess I can actually do this for a living, um, it just fell into place. It all just kind of made sense. It sounds like you had a really, really uh, good background. I was I was reading up on your um, on your website. You're actually the son of a W.H. New, who is a, a very uh, recognized Canadian author uh, and um, poet. And it must it must have been pretty daunting, you know, having to having to follow it in, in a in a shoes of a man like that. Yeah, indeed. But uh, I've all I've never felt anything short of supported by by my family either. So. Um, while on the one hand you you know you you look at someone like my dad who is you know, incredibly well recognized in Canada in his field, um, and you think okay well I don't know I guess you could just you could choose to to look at it like a competition if you wanted but I I I don't really because I feel like ultimately what I do is quite different from what he does and 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 uh, the recognition that I get is different than the recognition that he gets so. You know, and also when he was my age, he wasn't as recognized as uh, he is now. And it's very easy, you know, to, to sort of compare uh, where you are now where with with somebody else's entire life's work and feel bad about it. But I don't really see the point of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that you've been, you've so far you've you've actually had a pretty good uh, pretty good uh, legacy your own with uh, with all the cool characters that you voice. You uh, you must be the apple of your father's eye. Hey. <laughs> uh, yep. Take a shot. Oh, there we go. Take a shot. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I I find it cool that his initials are W H because if if he had another middle name for Oliver, then uh, let's see let's see if the eyes can connect that joke. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Yes. Who knew? That 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 be that'd be that'd be historic right there. BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Dennis Daniel Show. We've got actor Peter New on the air, best known as Big Macintosh from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and Sunil Nevla from The Littlest Pet Shop. So, um, what kind of education do you have in acting? Uh, I have a lot of practical education in acting. Um, I did. Uh, I went to a, a school in when I was a teenager called Vancouver Youth Theater, which I guess was, you know, not not really a sort of an official acting school, but it was a it was a place where uh, kids of the same age could get together, and we, we built plays out of our own material, and then uh, they were refined into proper productions, which were then produced professionally locally um, and toured the world even. Um, and then after that, I uh, I sort of had intended to go to a university level uh, acting program, but ended up instead. Uh, I was also interested in starting a comedy troupe and just sort of getting out and performing live and seeing if we could make people laugh. And that kind of took off, and so that became the focus. 
And ultimately, that practical experience is really where I learned everything. <laughs> you know, because you put yourself in front of an audience uh, weekly for a few years, trying to make them laugh, and that's you know the barometer there is if they laugh, it's funny, and if they don't, it's not. And you're the only person that's standing there with the ability to fix it. So you do. You either fix it or you go home. And um, and I was very inclined to fix it. I really wanted to to succeed in that venture. Um, so, yeah, it's practical. I, I really do believe in, in in the idea that you can learn some technical things from books and from school, and you should. But uh, the practical experience of working is really what's going to prepare you for work in this field. I think that you need to have, you know, a balanced education. Of course, you know, you need to have the theatrical aspect, but it also helps to take a couple of courses in what we call the school of hard knocks. <laughs> Indeed, yes. The school of life, you know, because you, you, you never know until you apply your craft out on the stage in front of the audience. So, you know, and, and of course, you know, even if it's not the best performance that, you, that you've given, you can always walk away learning something from each and every performance. And that makes the performance Absolutely. that follows all the better. Again, you just can't learn just everything about acting and theater in, in, a, in a book or in a class. You have to also go out there and take it for yourself. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure that William yeah. Shakespeare didn't just read his professor's uh, literature books and, you know, apply that. I'm sure he had his uh, fair share of uh, bumps and bruises in the uh, Globe Theater. Oh, yeah, I don't think that was an easy time particularly. Yeah. Um, the thing that we say here, which is uh, that you don't audition for the job that you're auditioning for. You audition for the next audition. And if you get the job that you happen to be auditioning for, well, that's just gravy, right? And what that means basically is that you're not, whenever you go out to audition for things, you're not trying to, it's, it's not the producer of that thing that you're trying to impress or the, or the, you know, the. it's not that job that you're trying to get necessarily, but you just want to be putting yourself in a position where you're always on their minds for the next one. Um, because it's that's the only way to create any kind of longevity in this field. Shakespeare once said, all the world's a stage, and Dennis Daniels been booed off all of them. I, <laughs> yeah, that's I right. Do it right yeah, now. he then rewrote it, but yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, anyway. All right, all right well, before we get into the voice acting, I thought it'd be cool to talk about some of your work in some major motion pictures. Um, I know you've had the privilege sure. of working on some cool major motion pictures, including Agent Cody Banks, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Which, ironically, Scott McNeil yes, was in the same movie. Yes, he was. He, he was in that movie. That was before I actually knew him, though. Wow, cool. So I don't know. I don't really remember if we were on set together or not because I, I never, I didn't really know who he was at the time. I hadn't really gotten into voice work yet. Yeah. So what is it like getting to work on these hit movies? And do you have a favorite movie that you've worked on? Uh, I'll answer the first one first. Uh, it's uh, it's really fun most of the time to work on these movies. Uh, I really get a kick out of it. Um, you learn pretty quickly that, you know, so, I mean, some of the parts that I've done, you know, you mentioned Scooby-Doo 2 and Diary of the Wimpy Kid, and I'm really, I'm barely in those movies. You know, I have a I have a, a scene, you know, one, one day of work that I, you know, sometimes it's just a shot that you get to be in. Uh, but even then, I get a real kick out of it. I, I really have a good time showing up and, getting in the makeup and getting in the costume and standing in front of all the lights and the cameras. And, uh, you know, you get to really feel like you're living the dream when you're doing that stuff, which is uh, 
really, you know, that's what it's all about ultimately. Um, and then do I have a favorite movie that I've been in? I think, yeah, my favorite movie I've been in is The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, where, again, I just had a just a little day part, but uh, to work with Terry Gilliam on that movie was, you know, a lifetime dream come true, so what a thrill. I'll have to check the movie out. From what you've told me, it sounds like it's a pretty good movie. Well, it's, you know, if you don't know Terry Gilliam, then uh, it's... Um, I guess it's as good a place as any to start with his work. It's pretty out there. Yeah, but um, it, you know, it must be cool to be cast even in a bit part for a lot of these uh, movies and getting to uh, you know, getting to have see your uh, face on the on the big screen and in Hollywood land oh, yeah. and all that cool stuff. But of, of, of <laughs> yeah. course, you haven't let it go into your head, and that's the important thing that you got to remember. Well, you try not to, yeah, because I don't know. I I just feel like it's. It's it's a, it's an industry which makes it very easy to let ego lead you around. Um, you can believe your own press very very easily, um, but I try not to because I just think um, it, this. I have a truck going past in the background all of a sudden. Hi truck, um, you're on the internet. Hi truck, <laughs> this is a truck full of rocks. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, and there's an example, right? Like, I'm sitting here getting interviewed by you, and it would be really easy to think, oh, I'm important because I get to be interviewed and all this stuff. But then a truck full of rocks drives by in the middle of your answer. And you kind of try, you know, you have to remember that real life still happens, and uh, and you're a part of that. And if you lose touch with uh, with the real life aspect of your life, then you're, you can no longer really be an actor because your job is to represent real life in some way or another. So you have to stay in touch with all the regular things that are happening, you know? So I don't really believe in this kind of ivory tower sort of, um, I don't know, attitude that, that some celebrity seems to take. It's just sort of, I'm not really interested in it. You got to remain humble or you also end up, you end up having a crazy spring break weekend with Dracula. You can have a crazy spring break Dracula weekend. I know that you were the Wolfman in there. I'm looking at that. I'm like, is that the Wolfman or is that um, or that, or that Jonah Hill without the hair? <laughs> yeah, no, that is uh, that's Kevin the Wolfman. Uh, yes. Gosh, you, you see, why isn't this stuff coming to America? This, this stuff is gold. Hey, that was you know that was straight onto the internet, so anyone can watch that one. Yes, I, you know, I don't know if you have a link there. I, I can't see what you're doing or anything, so we'll, uh, I don't know if you have a link. We'll post a, a link on our uh, we'll post a link on our um, on our our website at uh, alltasteexplosion.com and our Facebook page at Dennis Daniels Show. But anyway, it's now time. To, it's now time to get into the uh, into the heart, the nitty gritty. People are asking, talk about the ponies. We're like, okay, calm down. We're talking about the ponies. One of your best known roles is, of course, Big Macintosh from the popular My Little Pony: Friendship is Magic, which you can catch weekends on the Hub. What is it like working on the series? Yep. Five. Yep, we're at five now. What is it like working on <laughs> the rocks in the background? Dumping all those rocks out. I'm going to walk around the corner. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll wait. We'll, okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. Go, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to leave my yard. <laughs> I'm a, there we go. Go elsewhere where it's quieter on the main streets here. Right. Go ahead. What is it like working on this series, and what do you think of Big Macintosh's character? Well, it's great fun working on the series. Um, it's. Uh, 
and and not not only because the fans are so responsive and and supportive and terrific, uh, but the show itself it's it's a show to be proud of. You know, I'm really uh, I, I think the scripts are great, and the same goes for Little's Pet Shop. I'm really pleased with it, and uh, I think the the animation is really fun, and the characters are really fun, and uh, you know, this that's always exciting to be able to come to work and do that. Because sometimes you sh- you know you come to work and it's <laughs> you know sometimes it can get a little bit loathsome because you are you manage to land something that you don't particularly care about or you don't find interesting in some way and uh, and there are those days where it's a fight to get through it and uh, and I just don't have those days on on either of those shows they're they're just such great fun to work on and uh, and the people that work on them from the the top down are all terrific you know from the the writing staff to the directing staff to the the rest of the cast it's just all in the producing staff everybody's just great the animators and everyone that i've managed to meet through this i think big macintosh is a is a great funny fun character i think it's great what a good time to be able to you know to play the the wise old sod who can sort of amble into a scene and, and and sum up a problem with a word you know, I think that's a terrific gag, and uh, uh, and I love then playing with the gag beyond that to be able to take it from summing up the scene with the words to, you know, expecting him to sum the scene up with a word and then having him tear a strip off the Cutie Mark Crusaders or what have you, you know, I, I, which, what a joy to get that script and, uh, and be able to play that. So I think he's a terrific character. I think he's a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, good. He's good. <laughs> good, good. He's good. Good. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, good answer. Survey says, hey, number two. Yeah, I, I think what people like most about Big Macintosh is that he's got all this wisdom, but you know he doesn't talk that much, and you know that's not essentially yeah. a bad thing. He's like he's like a a a monk, like like my little monk. You know, he's got all this brotherly <clears throat> sage and wisdom and, and the and the knowledge of the universe and, and all this stuff. And I don't care I don't care what they all say about that Doctor Who fellow, but because I, I think I think Macintosh has got the most brains of anybody on that show. But he's so humble. Well, you know what you've just done. I I now think there should be a web series where Big Macintosh is the Doctor's new companion. Uh, we've already got Doctor Who in My Little Pony. Let's not let's not put the doc, My Little Pony into the Doctor Who. Oh come on, let's do it. Let's have a let's have little little flash web created. I would love to be on Doctor Who, even if it's just to say yep. Six. Six. <laughs> For those of you playing the Dennis Daniel Show drinking game, we are now up to six yeps. Well, seven. But it, it's really cool that um you know you get to play this awesome character who who again doesn't have to you know be the star of the show to, to have an impact. He, you know, there could be chaos going on and all this stuff, and he just walks in, and, and they go, let me guess, Caramel dropped all the seeds again. Uh, yep, eight. <laughs> That's right. It, it, it's still cool to have an impact like that, and again, people say Big Macintosh, you know, that is some pony, I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, it. Uh, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I, I'm. It, it is a, such a thrill to to get the kind of response that I get from Big Macintosh because, you know, it could very easily be the opposite, you know. He's just a guy who says nope and yep and and who cares. But but this fan community is just so supportive and and uh, and 
and fun, that uh, intolerant and loving, that uh, it just ends up being, you know, I mean, I, I go to the conventions and I, I meet people on the street sometimes, and it's just a, it, it never fails to be an absolute joy to meet people and and everybody's so excited about any character in the show. You know, it's uh, it's a thrill. I just was hoping they don't give you any smarty pants dolls. <laughs> I've got two. Son of a gun. I've been given two smarty pants dolls, and I love them. They're quite different, actually. One is kind of a big, kind of chubby smarty pants, and one is a tiny, sloppy one, and, and I, I sort of like it. And again, like I mean, this is the thing with the 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 fan community just creating all the all the art and the plushies and and whatnot. I just you know it's astonishing to me that you you can get all this art and merchandise at these conventions and and online and uh, and they're marvelous. They're great quality and they're I, I just think it's I think it's brilliant. I know that you actually got you actually recorded some audio for uh for uh, for those who don't know last year Tara Strong who's Twilight Sparkle came out with this uh, little limerick about being quote unquote Twilight licious and they did one for yeah. Applejack and Applejack's getting ready to talk and out of nowhere Big Macintosh and he does his little what was it is it Macalicious yeah it, it's really cool that you know that that, that you get to you're not only do you get to you know voice Macintosh in the show, but you're also getting a chance to interact with all your fans and do all these cool little videos. And I, I think that's it's pretty, it's pretty something else. Well, I didn't know that video was actually going to get made necessarily. I just was I was doing an interview, I think, and uh, uh, someone was you know keen to hear. Uh, they asked me if I you know had a Macalicious or whatever, and I had been working on one sort of idly, and I thought, okay, well I'll just I'll just read it out, and then. Uh, Black Griffin, I guess, I know him as Black Griffin on, on Twitter, um, just took it and, and made a video out of it. And, you know, but again, I just, I, I, I never cease to be amazed and flattered by all of that stuff. Like, it's just, it's so, I, I, can't, I lose all the words. I sort of, it's just incredible. And I don't know, I don't know how else to express that. Do you think it's overwhelming. You could, yeah, do you think you could do the Macalicious for us? Uh, not <laughs> not off the top of my head, I'm afraid. That's, I don't have it. Uh, that's okay, that's okay. We'll I don't have it committed. That's no one okay. has ever asked you. The first person since then that's ever asked me to do it again. So it's oh. been like a year since I were, have six months anyway since I've done it. So Well, we're going to have to get that recorded. And that actually brings us into uh, our uh, next tangent. Uh, you're actually going to be coming to Cincinnati, Ohio next month for Cutie Mark Con, May 31st through June yeah. 2nd at the Crown Plaza, Cincinnati North, just outside of Coco Keys, and you're joining a quite a cavalcade of guests, including yours truly. I, I've never been to a My Little Pony convention, Peter, so what is the general feel for a My Little Pony convention? Uh, for the most part, they have just been a, just a terrific party. You know, it's been a really uh, great time, fans and cast uh, interacting, and, um, you know, it's just a very festive uh, atmosphere. Uh, where everybody just, you know, there's no judgment and no, uh, you know, none of the none of the negative stuff really that you can get online sometimes. And it's just, you know, it's a really safe, really fun, very musical, very um, fun, funny place where we can all kind of get together and celebrate this show. Buy some cool merchandise. Buy a buy some hats, some wallets, uh, some scarves. Uh, walk around in our <laughs> MIT right. swag. 
Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a good, it's a great good time. I'm I really looking forward to it. I wonder if we'll see any big Macintosh cosplayers. I usually do. Uh, which is, you know, always good. I liked it. There was one guy in New Jersey. I, uh, he was in the artist uh, or the merchant at the vendor hall. Uh, and I, I sort of came up beside him and he was looking at a thing at the table and I sort of looked over his shoulder at the thing at the table. And he, sort of everyone around sort of gradually realized that it was me standing next to him and he didn't really know. And, uh, and so it just became this kind of thing. Was, you know, I thought, well, let's just see how long it takes him to figure out. <laughs> you know, that it's me standing there. And he turned around and eventually he figured out it was me and just about fell over backwards. It was very entertaining. It's got to be, uh, gotta be <laughs> so, pretty cool to meet one of your uh, one of your pony heroes, especially if you're dressed up as them. I, I think that – I think we're going to get flooded with a lot of uh, Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy cosplayers because um, Andrea's going to be there. And I, but I, I, I hope – I yeah. pray we see some Big Macintosh. So if you're going to Cutie Mark Con, folks – Bring some big Macintosh cosplays because we want to see them. Sure, and uh, you know I'm always happy to see like uh, Magnum cosplays and Persnickety. Uh, yes, I don't think I've ever seen a Persnickety. I've seen one Magnum. Uh, I would love to see an Atlas cosplay. Too many ponies. Uh, and of course, you also voice a uh, cavalcade of minor characters. But that's a cool thing because you see you see these guys they're cosplaying the minor characters, and you know I can't believe how how so much how so much this pony stuff has affected. It's like I don't know how it even gets this big. It's just so mind blowing. It's it's like it is, yeah. But um, but it's uh, it, the only thing to do is to celebrate it. You know, you, that's the only reaction you can really have. You can't, uh, I, you know, I, obviously some people are, are, are critical of it, but I, I just don't, again, I don't really see the point of that. Like, why are you? Why do you want to create that kind of disruption? I don't get it. But, you know, so just celebrate it. Yeah. Like we say in the community, we're going to tolerate and love the crap out of you. Yeah, there you go. BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Dennis Daniels' show. We've got Peter New on the air, best known as Big Macintosh from My Little Pony, French of His Magic. And uh, this next awesome character, another popular role you've never known for is uh, Sunil Nevla from the uh, popular Littlest Pet Shop, which you can also catch weekends on. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. What do you think of Sunil's character being this incredibly cowardly mongoose but having all this incredible power? Uh, It is terrific fun. To be that character, because partly because he's so very much the opposite of Big Macintosh, it's really it's fun to be able to go to work and do something. You know, I mean that's one of the joys of, of voice acting is to be able to to, to play opposite, and um, so it's great to be you know higher and squeakier and um, screamier. <laughs> he screams a lot, um, so yeah, it's a it's a great joy to be able to do that. And as a character, you know, just in and of himself, I mean, I think he, I think he, weirdly, there is a weird similarity between him and Big Macintosh, too, and that I think he's got a lot of inner strengths. It's just that Big Macintosh knows he's got that strength, and Sunil doesn't. I like Sunil. He calls himself a, uh, what was it, a, oh, it was a, oh, uh, um, an incredibly, incredible coward. I'm like, an unbelievable coward. It's like I have a twin. <laughs> yeah. I the thing is that that I think is um relatable about both of these characters ultimately is that is that, that that's what happens to a lot of people we all we all sort of 
react to, and not just my characters, but all of the characters on these shows, we often just react to them by saying, well, you know, that is me. I do have that tendency. I go into these situations and feel like a coward. Or conversely, I go into these situations and these are the kinds of situations I can go into and feel really brave in. Uh, and I feel like one way or the other, the characters are in both of these shows are very good at inspiring you to um, to be better yourself. And, you know, that's great. How many times have I said that's great in this interview? A lot, I think. I, I, I'm not sure. We, we, should have a, we should have a that's that's great drinking game. That's really what it should be. People would be just absolutely loaded on apple cider. Oh, I, should, I should catch them. Yup. Oh, 11. Here we go. I think we're at 11. Let's see. I'll have to go back in that. Uh, right, we'll say 11. 11. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I was um I was getting ready for this interview and I saw that on your Facebook page there's this um there's this contest going on for uh, I believe a, a project you're working on called Alien Abduction. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, Alien Abduction is uh, uh, it's created, uh, written, and directed by the same guys that did Crazy Dracula Spring Break Weekend and the Charlie the Clown Show, which I worked on both of uh, Matt and Mikey Granger. Uh, they found out about this contest called Cinecou, which is running in uh, Canada, where 90 uh, different filmmakers from across the country submitted trailers. Uh, and then uh, there was a vote, and the, eventually 90 got called to 60, and then 60 got called to 40. And right now, this weekend, 40 is culling to 15, and we're still in it. Uh, but we need help. We need uh, help uh, getting votes because even if you voted already, you can still vote again because every week there's a new mission, a new fan mission. You can earn new votes on the website, which is cinecou.ca, which is uh, C-I-N-E-C-O-U-P.ca slash alien abduction. And you can go and make a profile. You don't have to be Canadian. You can be from anywhere in the world, and uh, as far as I know, and um, go and vote and help us get to the top uh, one, ultimately, because the top one wins one million bucks, which is a pretty big prize. So, and we can put that towards, yeah, we can put that towards production, and then we get to shoot an actual movie instead of just a trailer and make it look pretty slick and good and hopefully get it released all over the world. So you can see me uh, all in blue Including my face. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think that actually is pretty cool. And of course, we'll uh, link up. Uh, they've got a, a American version, uh, com slash alien abduction. And we'll post that after the interview on the Dennis Daniels Show Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dennis Daniels Show. So, guys, be sure to uh, vote. They've got uh, between, well, it started yesterday, but they've got until Sunday the 28th to uh, vote for this. And guys, if you help uh, vote for this, you know, this guy could win a million bucks to make this awesome movie. And I, I, I don't think there isn't a man, woman, or a child alive that wouldn't want to see Peter new covered in blue. <laughs> well, thank you. Cause that would be blue new. That would be blue new. It would be new. Uh, I don't know. This could go in the very wrong direction very quickly. Oh, yes, um, it can. but yeah, <laughs> let's just him. Uh, so we've got a couple of uh, chat room questions right now. Our, uh, our first one is, are there any new shows or projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? Uh, none that I can talk about. 
there's one I can actually one I can talk about, which is a, a movie called Gula City, which I recorded last year and just recently recorded some songs for. Um, it stars um, oh, I forget his name. I forget his last name. Louis from Stargate. Louis Louis something. Oh. That's really professional. Uh, stars him and me. And <laughs> it will come to me eventually, hopefully before the end of the show, uh, as, a, as a couple of kind of, it's basically like a road movie, like a Bob Hope, Bing Crosby road movie, but set in this weird city. Um, and it's really a good time, really, really fun. Uh, and it should be released in 2014, early 2014. I can tell you about that. There's uh, nothing else I can particularly talk about at the moment, although that doesn't mean I'm not working on things. Well, that, that's but cool. That, we're, there's we're, a lot of there's a lot of not you know yeah here's here's your job please don't talk about it. There's a lot of that that goes on too. So story of my life. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we've actually got a, a caller on the air right now. Caller, can you hear me? I think caller, can you hear me? Hi, my name is Riley Melnack. Hey there, Riley. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Uh, good. I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, where are you from? New Jersey. Oh, you're from the Jersey. Fabulous thing. New Jersey. Awesome. Yeah, and you know what? Thank God I'm not from the shore. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right? We got a situation on oh, the boy. show. Hey. Okay, so what's your question for Peter? Um, Peter, I hope to someday be a voice actor like you. Um, you know, I practice every day on different ranges, different accents, even singing. And I just want to know, is there anything, any advice you can give me from a pro like you? Uh, yeah, if, do you, I mean, practicing all that stuff is fantastic. You've got to keep doing that. Do you do any acting outside yeah, of that? Yeah, in do fact, you... I was, I was just in a short film for a college film down in, um, uh, not Rockaway, I don't remember. It was really fun. Like it was fun doing it. Uh it's small part, but everyone there said that I was amazing, that I was definitely gonna be do something big. Yeah, I think you're absolutely on the right track if you're doing that and you're you're keeping up trying to learn how to act because voice acting is uh primarily acting and secondarily voice. Um yeah. but when you feel like you're ready, the, you know, have you put together a demo yet? Um, no, I do not. Okay, well, that I think probably is the next step for you. Once you feel like you're ready to put together a demo, uh, that's what you need to do. Um, what you should do in order to find out what you need to do for demos is get online and see if you can Google some voice actor demos from people that you know or, or voice actors that you know. Uh, I know mine's online somewhere. Uh, and uh, if you can find it, listen to it. Listen to people that are in your range and just see what the, you know, see what, See what it is that they're doing and see if you feel like you can compete with that if you're on that level. And if you think you are, then, yeah, put together a demo and try getting an agent, and that's the next step for you. All right. Well, um, I'll have to see about that. Uh, thank you so much for this. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, well, thanks for calling in. Gosh, how did I lose control of my own show? Well, you, you invite guests on, and then they talk. You know how it goes. Yeah. From K, or K to Luck. How does it feel to be Big Macintosh? It feels it feels much like it is to be uh, Peter New, interestingly enough. Uh, until I go to the conventions, and then it feels a little bit uh, kind of amazing and kind of strange and kind of wonderful, um, because uh, it's I mostly just get to walk around in my life and be myself, like anyone. And then uh, and then you go to places like that, and there's a lot of attention, and it's. Uh, 
it's very fun and interesting. I don't know how to answer that. It feels like myself because I'm mostly just trying to bring myself to a character and say, well, here's here's the way that I would do this, and and I'm lucky enough to have booked that job. So, so, so let's assume that what that it feels like being Big Macintosh. It's it's like feeling like being a badass, essentially a quiet badass. A quiet badass. Yes. So yes. Yeah, so sure. There. Awesome. From Caswolf. I would like to ask Peter if he has any real-world Apple bucking experience and if he thinks it actually helped him accurately portray the role. Uh, I don't know that my real-life Apple bucking experience has, in fact, helped me to portray the role. I'm not... uh, The Apple bucking mostly happens in animation, ultimately, uh, and not in voice. But but I have had uh, real-world experience... uh, is doing the human version of apple bucking because uh, when I was a kid, we had two apple trees in our backyard and, uh, you know, so uh, annually they needed to be picked. And so as kids, you know, we'd climb up in the trees and and pick all the apples and we actually had pears as well and plums for a while. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever apple bucked anything. Well, again, that's why the buck stops here. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Ow. Yes. Yep. Twelve. Yep. Thirteen. Let's see. Wait. Yep. 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 Twenty. Twenty. Twenty-one. Are we gonna count? Are we gonna count C's as a as yeps? Oh, twenty-two. Okay, we gotta stop. I'm going. I'm halfway through my coke. I'm halfway through it already. Okay. Well, Peter, before we let you go, um, one question we'd like to ask. Our, all our guests who are uh, voice acting specialists, um, we ha- our audience is a lot of uh, voice acting majors, uh, theater majors, drama majors, and they want to get their start mm-hmm. in the voice acting industry. Do you have any advice for those who want to pursue their own career in voice acting? Well, it's much like my uh, answer a few minutes ago. You know, if you um, you have to get out into the world and and you know, even with a theater degree or a film degree, you need to get out in the world and and start finding ways to uh, act in the, in the practical uh, world because, you know, you can, you can go into a classroom setting and fake an audition, you know, in, in that scenario. And, you know, your adrenaline is going to be a little bit higher because, yeah, you have to perform in front of your classmates and everything else, but it is not the same as walking into a studio with people behind the glass and, putting a character down when the person sitting across from you is Scott McNeil, you know, and if he's waiting his turn or he's just come out or whatever. And you, you know, it's uh it's, it's a tough, high stress situation to be in. Um, and you have to get to go for that. If you want it, you have to be aware that that is the, that's the bar. And, uh, and some days, you know, you walk in there and you feel like you nailed it, and some days you walk in there and you feel like you didn't. you got to put yourself out there. Put yourself in that situation. Find out where you can participate in the real world uh, of this business near where you live because there's there's nothing else that's going to prepare you for it, and frankly, nothing else is going to lead you towards it because, of course, the more experience you get, the more you're known, the more you're confident, the more you're you start to understand what the uh, what your own limitations are what you, what things that you need to overcome and then and and where you need to go yourself if that makes any sense 
makes all the sense in the world. Again, you can't just stay in your little uh, little bubble of of uh, you know safe and protection. You gotta venture out there into the real world. You know, and it's 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 really yeah. rough nowadays. It's rough nowadays to be a voice actor, especially with the advances in the. Um, in just the uh, in the overall technology that's going on, and just the, that everyone oh, yeah. is trying to make their their own mark in voice acting, so it's really tough. But is anything that we truly desire easy to get? No, no, it's not. At a certain point, it becomes easier. Right? Every now and then, you get that audition or that uh, you know that that something comes in, and you think, oh, I know what this is, and you and you do it, and it seems really easy, and then they give it to you, and you think, wow. It's super easy today, but the thing is you have to remember when it's super easy like that, that's the result of 20 years of work. Of course, you've had such oh. an iconic career, and it, and it can only go nowhere else but up after after all of this, and I cannot Whoa. wait to see the, well, the awesome roles that you're going to be playing in the near future. You know, maybe maybe finally we'll get that episode where Big Macintosh just says more than just, yep, 23, or uh, nope, or because... But we got to be careful because you know talking normal for Big Macintosh that can that can unravel the fabric of the space time continuum because we saw what happened in Ponyville Confidential and it just it blew everyone's minds clear out of their skulls. Yes, indeed, uh, and it was a ball. That was a ball to do. Mr. New, I thank you uh, so much for being on the uh, program, and this is truly a huge honor. Guys, check out My Little Pony, French Biz Magic, every weekend on the Hub, and be sure if you're coming to Cincinnati anytime in the near future. Make sure it's the final weekend in May for Cutie Mark Kind, where you can meet this guy and this guy. Hey. Mr. New, thank you for yep. being on the program, and I appreciate it so much. And hopefully we'll have you back on in the near future. It's a pleasure, and I hope so, too. Thank you. Well, folks, this is the Dennis Daniels Show. Until we see you down the road, be sure that your life's full of good, bad, and yup. 25. 25, yeah. Yup. 27. Yep. 28. Yup. 29. Yup. 30. Yep. 31. Yep. 32. Yep. 33. Yep. 34. Yep.